Is it for real? We used to love it then. We watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is, it, is it For, for real? real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. This week on the pod, we are um, slipping and sliding our way through winter Too to soon. continue our. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. Our um winter sports, which I would argue this movie is um a row row. I would say it's like a rosebow draw yeah. where the last mo- last week's movie, The Cutting Edge, was a rosebow co. Anyway, yeah. whatever. There's some co so, in this one too. There's a little bit of co, but a lot of draw. Mm. Draw. Anyway. And a lot of so um, the movie is Aspen Extreme, um, which is a movie, a movie that I watched as a kid um, a lot. And when we were thinking about like winter and missing skiing and all of that, it occurred to me that maybe this would be a good one. Um, so, uh, and I can do. I think I've been challenged to do a. But can I ask a question? Sure. This movie's from 1993, so you were like all of an elementary school student. Were you watching it as an elementary school student? Because there is some cocaine mountains. There is butts. death. There is butts. Like yeah, it's it was interesting to watch through adult eyes. I mean, like I I started skiing. I started getting really into skiing when I was like ten, um, and we would go a lot. And so it came out kind of at the right time. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it, you know, like on. It must have been on some channel a lot, and I don't know I don't when. Know why that seems like the most insane thing. Just the idea of you watching this in the theater. Yeah. Just <laughs> As a nine-year-old. Away. Yeah. Like by yourself yeah, with some popcorn. Right. I mean, Again, I think, please. Right. I think I, I saw it a couple of times with my friend Robin S. And we'll get into the pop, but like for some reason, this is like, this is like exactly my genre of movie. And we can talk about that later. Oh, okay. I know. I know. Um, I know but... it's exactly your genre. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was interesting to watch through adult eyes to think of like what I didn't really get. I think I got like the tone of stuff. I just didn't get what everything was like the cocaine. I didn't understand what that was. Obviously. You just thought the snow was the cocaine was the snow. I like knew it was like probably drugs, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you it was cocaine. Although our dare program was prolific. So in truth, I mean, dare in fifth grade, you would think that everybody that you knew had a cocaine problem. Yeah, so. you sampled cocaine through the dare program. Yep. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. All right. So you were going to do a really short synopsis is what you were going to say. Yeah. Um, a 30 second yeah, synopsis. I guess just like we just need 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. Right. On your marks, get set, Go. Two best friends from uh, Detroit uh, decide to move to Aspen to make it big. And one makes it and one doesn't. And one writes his name on the list. So he thinks he made it. And they made this like radio DJ who becomes like their guru for the whole time. And then um, they they meet a, a German enemy. Uh, and then uh, the one gets involved in drugs because he gets caught, caught off the ski. He seconds. gets kicked up. Um, and then um, they go train for the Powder 8 and he dies in the avalanche. But then he, the guy ends up winning the Powder 8 anyway with another guy. And time. Well done. Well done. <laughs> That's it is, it um as we've talked about a little bit outside the pod, this movie has like seven different endings where you think it's gonna end and then it there's just more. So it's a real I didn't remember that. I did not remember how long this movie was for sure. It's two hours long. It just feels like four hours yeah. long. 
It's because you're expected to end so many times. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just so much that could be cut out. Like no editing was done. They just filmed <laughs> it straight through. But yet yes. they still have monumentous time jumps in here. Oh, like I, yes. I had no yes. idea. There was, was one time jump where I was like, I can't wait to talk about it. You a think year? it's only ever winter in Aspen. It's never not winter. It's crazy. Oh, well, let's, let's talk about our levels. This. Oh, yeah. Um, I can go first. My level is Friday Night Lights. That's my level because okay. um, that is a TV show, Rose Baudreau, that I love me some. Mm-hmm. And I don't really love Spo that much, but uh, I've never heard of this movie. I've never seen this movie. I've never thought of this movie. And um, the reason why Friday Night Lights is my level is because I think TJ, Paul Gross, looks a lot oh. like Scott Porter. The, char- the character from Friday Night Lights, he's the one that gets paralyzed in the first episode. Spoiler. Oh, Jason Street. Um, yeah, not, not from the movie, but he, um, but the other guy, Peter Berg, directed the oh, film yeah. version of Friday Night Lights. Oh, Night yeah. And I also think TJ looks like a mix between Scott Porter and Tom Brady. Um, yeah, totally. Friday Night Lights um, reference. So anyway, that's my level. Um, my level. level is going to be General Hospital. Um, <gasps> oh, please be for the same reason. Go um, on. I've never heard of this movie, um, mm-hmm. but I used to watch a lot of soaps with my grandma. And <laughs> okay. uh, one of those was General Hospital. Yes. And because yes. I was like, I couldn't actually, I was like, where do I know this woman from? I, yes. I've seen like her in like, 30 movies i was sure and then i sure. looked it up and sure enough it was from general hospital right yes. and uh yeah so so they had me and, and i'll go into more on soap operas and my love of them later on this pod <laughs> i i can't i i also um i have the inverse um thing where i didn't really watch any soaps except for general hospital all the time and so i also have the same feeling with her where it's like she's just glamour she's just a beautiful woman that's everywhere all the time she's always around at 3 p.m and then i'm like oh right (laughs) um so my level i'm gonna give my level a um uh the benefits of smoking level because Mm. i did watch this movie as we talked about at a time where i was like be i was like really influenced by this movie of like what it would sound like to ski down a glacier and like that is what it sounds like when you ski on ice like what you know like my idea of like a lot of stuff was um uh through this movie including when peter berg uh dexter says the only reason he's smoking because it's the only way to expand his lungs and like i've always thought like is that true like (laughs) should you smoke it like should you do that if you need to breathe well i just and i actually looked it up well, I looked it up in acute mountain sickness. Um, smoking can help acute mal- mountain sickness for like a second, but it really damages long-term. I don't know. I got to look more into it. it I didn't do a ton right. of Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, and I also know that on Everest stuff, like um, Sherpas tend to smoke and things. So I'm like, but I think it's just because they're like fine and they don't care and they're acclimatized. Right, yeah. um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's my level. So we start this movie in what I wrote down, Jiffy Lube commercial, is what I thought it was. It's an I kept on ex- I kept on expecting to see Doug from the cutting edge in the background, but like, weren't we? Yeah, I know. We, yeah. we were just there. I mean, that's the gimmick, though, is like you're down on your luck and you're working hard for your money. In right? Detroit. And so Detroit yeah, is like a car Detroit. Right. So yeah. Right. Um, so we're, we meet 
we meet PG, well, TJ. TJ. I'm calling him PG. Before I knew his name, I called him PG. Okay. So um, he's he's going home. We're seeing a montage. He's rollerblading, but not. It's just carrying the rollerblades. He's just carrying them. Carrying rollerblades and wearing a duster. That's classic Detroit fashion. What's that? What is up? He's like a. Looks like Saint Elmo's fire or something. It's just like oh, that jacket. I know. I mean, that jacket has like scary references to me. It's. Remember when we were in high school and like what's pre Columbine? It is Columbine. Yeah, it's pre Columbine, but yeah, I agree. Um, so we we learn that he goes, he's he's frequently rejected with like beautiful tiny notes for the writing he submits to magazines, right? And he's a writer, but he puts them on his bulletin board, um, at home. And then him and Peter, then we meet Peter Berg, and they kind of have like I got the real like um goodwill hunting feeling yeah. where yeah. it was like the inverse where it's like oh i think they're going to try to convince some something and one of my one of the things i liked is he said something like what's what's been your worst day and peter Berg is like i don't know today i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that was so funny but i guess he's trying to make the point that like yeah they're never going to make it people go out and do something all the time and it's never them and so um if you thought this movie was going to take place at all in detroit you were wrong because or or just outside of Detroit and what I, I assume this is the Irish Hills of Michigan, which I've been to because <laughs> yeah. my dad grew up just, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. It's, and it's like this ski location uh, with quotation marks, just they are glorified Hills. Um, yeah. Pretty. And they're very open. I mean, what I did like, and as a kid too, because I grew up skiing on Hills in Pennsylvania mainly. And I'm like, that is about what that looks like. Like before the season, when all the lifts are down, I kind of liked that footage of like the behind the scenes ski lift stuff, but they, they're pretty open about like, this is a hill. This is not a mountain. Cause like, I think Peter Berg is like, we're the best skiers on this mountain. It's like, <laughs> what? I forgot to mention something important about this movie, which is that I've never been skiing. Okay. And oh, we um, should do our skiing levels. And yeah. I remember, yeah. And I remember, um, like when I think of things like that about like why we're friends. Um, and then I remember improv because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> the three did of I us meet them on a ski <laughs> I was like, trip. Did I meet them no. when they were on a ski trip, or was it that surfing adventure, or that like <laughs> rappelling off a mountain goat trek we did? And I was like, nope, it was improv. I would love um, if it was repelling off of a mountain goat. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> improv scene. I, my ski level is hot tub, hot toddy. Oh. That's a great level. Thank you. Um, my level will be Aspen Extreme. Um, literally, <laughs> like, right before the official lockdown, I was basically in Aspen. Oh, yeah, I was that's in, right. I was in Snowmass, so one, yeah. the other side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like, walked around in Aspen. Um, and it was, we left the day they shut down all the slopes. Um, that's right. But, no, I'm not, I'm not that extreme. I, Are you, um, like, a double diamond i can barely do moguls i just don't like them because they I don't know what any wear of I just they're those that. bumpy things that'll but just they wear do you during out during the audition they do yeah. yeah that looks so dangerous for your knees i feel like it just, just it's not fun i don't Ugh. get it katie what's your ski level um i'll go with um skiing black and blue uh probably like a, a blue wannabe 
black diamond. Um, I love skiing so much, but I am, and I love skiing on the West coast and I try to make it a habit to ski like once a year on the West coast, but I, I grew up, um, skiing on the East coast. So I'm actually, I'm not bad at skiing on ice. Um, and I just like, I love it. And, um, ski in the park when there's snow and stuff <laughs> i just like love it i love it more than i'm i'm good at it but yeah. you're in charge I of the patterson park uh, ski report oh i should have yeah. done that i am in charge of the patterson park ski report which is like reason alone <laughs> to exist <laughs> so listeners go check that out check it out yeah. that's adorable yeah um okay so also, I do think just to go back to Peter Burke, I think he's super funny. There's something about his face I think is like really funny and I like his comedy. But then I was like reading about how he had some like remarks about Caitlyn Jenner. And- I was reading that too and I couldn't find more on it. And I don't yeah. know if it was just like a real terrible misstep. I mean, like I think his- it was what, a terrible we- misstep. Different. Yeah. It's a whole other podcast. But anyway, I was just like, ah, and like that's that's the thing about reading things because you're like, yeah. I know. Um Okay, so we got to get back to this movie. So oh my God, there's yeah. a van and it's driving through snow and it makes me nervous. It's that's not a good tire situation on snow. And then it just kind of seems like dumb and dumber, right? Yeah, I like, yeah. that's what I had written down. Totally. Oh my God, totally. Which I think this movie's before it. Right. I they think. had to have watched this movie several times. They yeah. had to have. They had to have. Yeah. Um, and then my thing, yeah, so then they, I, I mean, my question becomes like, have they ever skied anywhere else? Because like, <laughs> if they've not, right. there's no way they can ski like this. It's I just... assume they've skied in like Pennsylvania and maybe like Snowshoe, West Virginia. And that's, that's it. Oof. Cause when they're like listing out these places they're they haven't, they're not saying like, Oh, you know, I've skied there once, or, you know, I've, I've gone out there. They, they're just like, Oh, this famous Colorado place. Beats I me. know. So like I was saying, like as an East Coast skier, like we would, you know, try to make it out West to ski sometimes, but like you end up being pretty good on ice, but like, there's just stuff that yeah. you can't do like, yeah. like powder and you just don't have the time uh, like yeah. to, to do it. So it's the fact, the idea that they would be the best skiers on that mountain is, is crazy. Powder Here's my and, question. Oh, go ahead. Is, is there such a thing as the intensity that is these auditions to be a ski instructor? And my main question is, do you actually need to be a good teacher to be an instructor? Or really, is it just about looks like we heard? And like the ability to ski? And like, I was like, is this real? Like, is this a real thing? Or is this just completely made up? I assume so. And Katie looks like you have something to say too. I, I imagine you need all three. You need to be a good mm-hmm. teacher. You probably in like a place like Aspen, you need probably need to be really good looking and a great yeah. skier and then a good teacher as well. I think what I do know about, well, I guess it's more about being on ski patrol, which like the dad from Boy Meets Wait, World and right. you know, other people are <laughs> ski patrol, but like you do have to be able to ski the whole mountain. Yeah. Like, well, um, so that's, you know, some of the test, but um I, I mean, the intensity of this as if it's like, like a ballet school in New York or something seems like the intimidation factor seemed a little bit like, I don't know, this seems because it's weird. They kind of dance this, like you're a ski bum loser. That's never going to be anything. And this is the highest, um, right thing you could want. So it is a little, and some of them have been doing it for a long time. Like German Lars or I have no idea what it is. Franz. I mean, how you make there's Sven and Franz. 
I mean, how you make something intense is you put someone German in it, <laughs> German yeah, or Swedish, yeah. and then you know that you well, gotta straighten up. Yeah, but yeah. Which I did some research. I think he really is a German. Um, the one guy's British, right? Franz, Sven? I think, is British. Sven? I think Sven is British. And I think Franz the main guy. He the was in guy? like these. The bad, the bad guy. guy. Oh, he's he British. All... He's German. I think so. Or he was oh. in all these german like dance things like way back when <laughs> i mean i can't wait for german corner because there's part of this movie that is in german that there are no subtitles for uh i didn't get a translation but uh, definitely she part. is not great at uh, anastasia kellogg or whatever her name is oh yeah uh, bryce bryce kellogg. But I, we, could, we can just call her anastasia um <laughs> <laughs> uh, her Did german you just is make not that great. up <laughs> um bryce Kellogg yeah um so they have this like super intense tryout where they go yeah. down the bumpy slalom and um and then they're like chilling down at the what like the which I do want to say there throughout this movie, no before this... that when they're in the town square yeah or, well they're like, in the, the they're in the, the lodge they're like, the on, lodge. The out, like on the porch and like okay. checking out all the women and stuff and that's when they first see Bryce where oh, right. he right. says something like is that money or what and I'm like is he using money to mean like well he I said guess. she's amex oh okay so that's and they also the talked about how everybody has got a good butt in yeah Aspen. good butt which is like yeah yeah it's a very steer um, thing i will i will say you know this was around the time i got my probably 93 was when i got my first first pair of k2 skis and i became a k2 loyalist and maybe it was because of this movie but i was really enjoying you know it's like definitely before hourglass skis so the technology is so different and to see everybody but ski fashion has kind of like been frozen in this time yeah which is nuts do people still dress well they're yes. sort of like dress like they're an 80s aerobic instructor maybe. yeah they dress never like doodles out in aspen <laughs> they do. like doodles yeah they dress like this and like i feel like ski music has never like like 90s mid 90s oh, music it's, it's is still all the time it's crazy it's it's amazing so <laughs> now we're talking about things i like yeah um, so the list of ski instructors goes up and TJ just handwrites Dexter's name on there. <laughs> That'll yeah. work. That, does that work? Like, does apparently does, it did. I know you would think Franz would have had a problem with that. I mean, ben. like, what I do. Ben. ben is the main guy, and Franz is the bad guy. Right. But okay. like, what I do enjoy is like your to kind of part of your three part question, Bridget is like um, Peter Berg. I think Peter Berg is probably really good with kids because that's hard to act. And you could tell that he was kind of improvising with those little peewee skiers. Right. And like, that is true. Like to be a teacher of those peewees, you have to be good. Like you have to be good with people. And like, maybe you, so he didn't have, you know, he doesn't, I guess he doesn't look like a movie star, but, um, he, but but he does though. Cause he is a movie star. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know he is. I know. (laughs) Well, I was kind of trying to think about that. I'm like, the other ones have kind of this like model look to them. And I guess Peter Berg is a little more like unconventional. He's a look, little scrappier. I'm not going to lie. TJ is a handsome man. Oh, yeah. He is a totally. handsome man. Yeah. yeah. So a little, little, little Ken doll. I know. And I normally am just not into that. But I was like, he is handsome. He is. He really is. Yeah. I was reading. There's not a lot of facts about this movie. But I was reading an article written by the where they did an interview with the director for the 25th. It was like Aspen Extreme turns 25, which apparently people celebrated. Um, 
but he was saying that he really because he says tj says he's 25 or bryce says he's 25 years yeah. old yeah. Which I was like, what? Not Bryce. He's not 40. <laughs> oh, Bryce says TJ's right. Yeah. But um, Paul Gross was like 33. That's so, right. yeah. Um, so he was saying that, like, the, the director was saying that he didn't have a lot of control over casting and he really wanted David Duchovny. Like, he wanted TJ to be a little more naive. And oh. Paul Gross brought this, like, wisdom to it that he wasn't actually going for. He kind of wanted this, like, fresh face, naive thing. Because so. he's Canadian. And this director only directed two things, like some TV and then this movie, which other than like just one creative shot that I will get into later, I thought he did a good job, like generally speaking, totally. of like putting this this thing together. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, except for his editing skills. Um, yeah. So we we go, we see our two dudes. They're sleeping in the van. It's cold. They don't have heat. And they do what any men do is they harass a woman who's by herself. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. And that is Terry Polo, a.k.a. is uh, Meet the Fockers. (laughs) A.k.a. on a show called The Fosters, which is a lesbian (laughs) rom-com show. I had it wrong, and I I assume she was um, the fiancé from Seinfeld. Oh, uh, they, Susan. She does look she like does that. She does look like Susan. Yeah. I was like, oh, that. I was like de aging her. I was like, that looks like a younger version of Susan. Yeah. And yeah. it obviously is not. And then, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They really, they really identified Terry Polo or Robin, which is like a kind of a good name for her in this movie. I feel like it's like that fits um, as the only person that can help them with anything ever in this movie. <laughs> He's uh, a real one stop shop. <laughs> she, she's got to be just like, come on. Like, <laughs> You vandalized so, my front yard by oh, tearing out a oh, sign. Oh, I know. So they, you know, she, I also was kind of wondering, it's like, is this kind of form of um, town DJ radio station still a thing? I hope so. It's yeah. so charming. It's but her so story was depressing as shit where she's like, I couldn't get a job and this thing. So I came yeah. back here and now or I Or the like, like really dramatic, the dramatic lead up of my father was a ski instructor. Yes. I was uh, like, I wrote that down then I was like gremlins because I was like oh like, yeah what's her face also but uh the the awfulness of her story like on her wording of that the producer said if she slept with him to get the job yeah and he lied was her next yeah yeah so, I know yeah 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 here's the here's the interesting thing in watching it as a an adult and like in the modern era where like the first time through, she, I, I just kind of read her. I remember her as like kind of a co- cold buzzkill. Mm-hmm. And then like watching it again, I'm like, these men are lunatics. <laughs> yes. Like she's just trying to protect herself. Yes. Like every single thing she does is good. <laughs> like a good yeah. decision, and except I, maybe dating him. And she but has like, the cutest dog ever. Yeah. It's like a big fluffy wolf. Yeah. Um, so they go in and they heat up and then she, and then did you notice like they were, he was, they were asking like where they could get a place for like $350 with like a good view, which like, I guess is not nineties Detroit. Like, yeah, you probably could. I don't know. Right. Right. That was like a fun awakening. Way back in the day. Money things in there that made me laugh. Way back in the day, I did a camping, month long camping trip with my folks and we went through Aspen and ended up staying at the, I think 
either a KOA or a state park that was there, but it was like 50 bucks a night in like 92 to camp oh, there yeah. during the summer. Um, so it's yeah, just a it's a boutique, like totally. Right. Yeah. Um, I did read people were upset, I guess, that the maroon bells, like the way that they shot coming into town puts the mountains like the maroon bells, which are part of some peaks, don't actually face Aspen. So oh, locals yeah. were all like, they just like changed the geography. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But then she guides them to like the coolest place on earth, which is that yeah. awesome hooked up caboose <laughs> near a river. <laughs> I yes. I know. That's a really cool place to be. I got confused. I maybe blinked for a long time at that point because I was like, the next time I saw them inside the caboose, I was like, is that the van in the van? Is yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I realized. Right. Um, so Dexter, so we get to see them like on the job next and TJ's got like the rich couple and the lady like loves him. And then Dexter's like working with the kids. Like Katie said, he gets a hundred bucks. But I also couldn't tell if he was good with kids here because he just kept calling one Dumbo um <laughs> but and I think kids some kids that, that works for but like rich yeah. kids I don't know yeah that's true I I in but my it, experience kids kind of love when you mess up I don't know I thought I thought it, it was working for me but I know what you mean but I also have a note that's like I frankly, I know that Peter Berg hates his life and stuff because he's like the low man on the total pole, but I would much rather be in peewee ski than with a bunch of like unhappy, crazy wives that are like <laughs> loose cannons. Like that seems yeah. like miserable. Yeah, but I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's more about pride and totem pole and all that. And having sex with women is what it seems. <laughs> right, about. clearly. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, I, I did like this scene. So he gets the hundred bucks, and they go to like the fancy restaurant, and the waiter says, "Bonsoir, monsieur," and he says, "No, thank you." <laughs> that whole interaction is really funny. There's good jokes. In this I movie. did like that. Ugh. That was like a funny little moment. And then they have this whole bit about like the shrimp cocktail and how much it costs, and yeah, um, I was enjoying all of that. And I actually was thinking about like I was feeling bad for that restaurant for some reason. I was like having a lot of emotions about it because i was like i was just like don't order just an appetizer in a fancy restaurant Ugh. yeah right but, yeah or just like an eighth of an appetizer was <laughs> what they're doing that's a yeah. weird thing to charge per shrimp but i mean no, that, yeah I that's know, some that, bullshit that format doesn't really exist nobody does that and what does he say a la carte is because it's fun because it's not like tj is some like man of the world like right. they're both clueless dexter is just like unapologetically uh, clueless it's like, i forgot what he said when it's like not fully done or something, or it's like when it's rare, or I don't know. Oh, it's, when the shells are off. He was saying when they was. take the little shells off. That was yeah. funny. Um, so they they get an invitation from Bryce to come over to uh her house. To her fancy party. Um and they meet Franz, who's another ski instructor who's with Bryce. And this is what I think. This is what I think. They say in German. Part of part of what okay. they say in German, I think, is you are not and winter. So just like ask Nora. Okay. <laughs> you are not. Part, I mean, it's like a paragraph, but yeah. I mean, I had my German lesson today, so may, ah, I, I go can back be and able check. to. Yeah. Yes, please go back and get it. 
Um, I did like also, there was a line about uh, when Bryce comes over and she introduces herself. And I think Peter Berg says like, I knew your name would be something like that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Of course, totally. Her name is Bryce. I almost made my level point, Dexter, because this is when I figured out what that word meant during oh. this movie when Dexter mm. is describing his name it's like not so smart so I wasn't point Dexter I'm like oh point Dexter must be smart so it's part of my vocabulary yeah. oh that's it's formative I love I mean I love a fancy 80s 90s party like to a T just like people doing cocaine yep. like fancy like drum beat music um I, I just I really enjoyed the whole party I don't know how you guys feel about that that's where we see tj or or dexter meeting tina for the first time yes. bryce's Ooh. roommate <laughs> right who's not nice about that i, I don't, don't yeah i don't get that oh i completely forgot that she was from that part of the movie yeah I that's where so, she came from i have so many holes there's so many holes it's tina. okay it's i have yeah so tina just seems like the wrong the wrong track side of the caboose tracks i suppose <laughs> it's in a whole, she's in a whole other movie frankly yeah, yeah. I, like I need to see that spinoff because there's like that scene where like Tina kisses that guy and then and like, Robin, right. Robin sees, sees it. it and it's like, but she doesn't do anything. I'm just Robin, like, I'm so glad you brought this up. I know we're fast forwarding, but like yeah. Robin smiles at it. This I know. Smile, and I'm like, he's getting involved with drug dealers. Why are you smiling? I don't understand. I don't. Better I don't get that whole part. Exporting cocaine from Aspen <laughs> to God knows where. It's a reverse cocaine. That's so yeah. expensive. That's it's so probably expensive. literally just snow. They're just yeah. exporting snow. Uh, yeah. So, it, yeah. oh yeah. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm just moving us ahead. TJ yeah. tries to ask out Robin for the first time and he fails because she stopped dating ski instructors at 16. Yeah. Um, that's the short of it. But 15, like, I think. I think maybe she said 16 but they try to park in front of her house i'm like i mean that would be pretty ballsy to think that you could park in a residential neighborhood right. take out a sign in front of someone's house like there is other places that you wouldn't get caught that night maybe and they're sure. like tailgating they're not just like you know right. park vans sleeping inside to stay warm they're actively like tailgating <laughs> living out of this place it's nuts yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's it's wild so that's um, when she puts them onto the caboose i guess right and that's where we see them inside the caboose watching like baby newborn tony robbins oh yeah um, which she so, always creeps me out i can i I'll, I'll tell you some offline things about tony robbins yeah. um i don't want to offend anybody in the tony robbins sphere <laughs> um and uh that's when bryce Booty calls TJ wearing, as you do, your evening her, lingerie. Her outfits. Yeah. I know her outfits are off the My chart. My next note is Dexter and TJ love each other. Why can't they see that? I know. Well, <laughs> like if if this was, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I felt like it's if a this romance. was women, it really is. It's like a very bromance. Like when he... Because, like, Dexter's not, I feel like he's not that upset that he's not invited. He just doesn't want to be apart from TJ. Well, yeah. they're family. I mean, like, yeah, they are like later family. that I don't, I got some holes in that story, but basically that, like, he was like a lost puppy and they took him in. That's yeah. what I understood. Yeah, like an abusive dad and, like, at, like, seven or something like that, he started, like, staying over there and just sort of moved. He became, like, a brother. Right. Um, he's his brother. So I guess yeah. they're, like, yeah. Um. And, you know, TJ goes to Bryce's house and he just walks in, as you do. Well, <laughs> first, 
he fucking takes out his gum and just chunks it on the ground like a real <laughs> monster. Yeah. He just just takes it out of his mouth and just throws Ew, it on the ground. Come on. Exactly. Gross. That's um, the, the kill the cat or save the cat uh, scene from this movie. Wait, he did that at her house? At her house. <laughs> like in a front? Yeah, just and right then, in front of her house. Whenever and- people spit gum out of their mouths like that, I'm like, do, who do you think is going to step on that? Or like, what do you think is going to happen to They don't care. It? They're monsters. They're monsters. Idiot. And then, I mean, did you say like when she meets, he meets her in that pool? Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. But yeah, I was saying like, he wa- he breaks into her house. He walks around the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. He like goes outside, down, downstairs and in a door. There's sexy music. And then, Katie, do you want to talk about the indoor swimming pool? Then he jumps into a pool with his clothes on, like a yeah. lunatic. What? That's the only, those are the only clothes he has. No. And he has he a great doing? body. Why? She's naked. Why doesn't he just take his clothes off? Yeah. If somebody, if I invited, can you imagine if I invited somebody over to go into a pool in a hot tub and they came in with their clothes? I would just be and like, shoes. I would immediately. Shoes. Dirty ass shoes. Dirty I, ass. Now remember, this is pre cell phone. So at least he didn't have to take a cell phone. I know. I guess yeah. so. But I'm also, I would be immediately skate plan this person's lost their mind like why would they get in why wouldn't they take off their clothes or change into a bathing suit then, also, and then the next time we see him he's still wearing those clothes and they're dry and they're, I'm like, well, dry. some dry butler hair. like did those oh. but i, I want to focus on his awful ass belly flop that he does into <laughs> this pool like this is going to turn her on this clothed Nothing. belly flop oh. like teach the man how to dive like the yeah, actor you know, I know. <laughs> Seductive little dive. <laughs> so weird. So and then I was weird. like, why did she put on all that lingerie just to take it off and get like I don't know? Because she wanted to make a sexy phone call like yeah. in the lingerie. You gotta feel, it's- you know, sexy. It's like if you want to have a commanding <laughs> phone call, you stand up. That's um, true. Yeah. So if you have one of a sexy phone call, you lay on a sh- fainting couch. Oh yeah, of course. That's and what then. I do. In the morning, there's like all of those like a million juices, like they're at some kind of like Mexican resort. Juices. (laughs) I wrote that down. I was like, are they in Tulum? Because I think that's the last time I experienced that many juices. Also, I got really sick, so I don't know if you should drink all those juices. It depends Mm -hmm. on on how things are washed. But um, beautiful juice display. I just want to say. And and who made that? Who made that fruit Fruit display? Sculpture. Whoever directed this movie decided that like Bryce would be synonymous with fruit she's constantly have you noticed that she's always like eating him like eating an apple or she's like oh. just constantly it's like Paz Vega in the movie Carmen if interesting. you want to take a deep dive into Spanish film but like um yeah so like who made because a banana doesn't last that long if you cut it in half so someone did that that morning someone made a swan out of fruit yeah well I assume they make it for her every single morning yeah because um, she's got a butler and I also got like uh, flashbacks to, or flash forwards to the Thomas Crown affair of just mm. having sort of this, well, like he has, there's a breakfast scene where he's able to get everything and get exactly what uh, Rene Russo drinks every morning. And it was just like, a, oh, it was the little juice stuff. I don't know. Now, is this her like vacation home? Yeah. That's why there in the winter, I think. I think she's, winters there. Because she goes to the, where is it Philadelphia or something like during the other part of the year why like, you went to Philly <laughs> for I don't know. Is that where is that where like the credit card yeah I don't know if that's where they're based or something uh, I don't know do you do you know it. what her job is like I don't no oh, I don't I thought... and I don't well I thought you said 
uh, Amex. What is that? Well, no, no he <laughs> he said she looked like Amex, meaning like she had like a a fancy credit card. Oh, so she doesn't own. Like, <laughs> she's she's not the CEO of Amex. I don't that know. Looks like the, my name is Dexter, and I believe that that's the, like CEO the CEO of, Amex. of American <laughs> Express. I need to talk about a few other things in this scene. One is that TJ does not know how to use a telephone. It's like he's from another planet. And he's like, hello, okay. phones? What? Who picks up someone else's phone? Nobody. She, she's supposed to be super stuck up, but she's totally right where she's like, don't answer my phone. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, don't, weirdo. Yeah. Like, I, um, that was so weird that he was like, Bryce's house. <laughs> and then speaking of outfits, I mean, her outfits are, I don't know to Sebastian a lot, but her outfits are loony pins. And she's wearing like, it's something that has like a built-in bra on the outside that of it. shirt. What that is shirt. It? Oh. I have so much to say about that white <laughs> boob shirt. I just so was like, weird. what, 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 what? I just, oh, that's ma'am. Like it was like outlined on the outside. It yeah. was very tight. Like, I mean, if she's supposed to be the sex symbol, she's the sex symbol. But then she she takes him to the library to get hardback books. Like he's her big brother, big Fuck sister. Fuck off. Can you yeah. imagine it's how so patronizing? This is, it's interesting because like at the party too, he's, she says something like another like woman, like an older woman says to her, like, he's beautiful. He's gorgeous. And like, this is how women feel all the time. <laughs> like, I feel like they're just like objectifying this man and it's really gross. I mean, they're laying it on pretty thick, but I'm like, this is like an average experience of a female <laughs> you, protagonist. Is she supposed to be 25 as well? She's no. older. She's supposed okay. to be older, I okay. think. Yeah, my... I mean, she is older, but so is he. So now let me go, let me ask you guys something. Like, does she does she do it for you? Is she? I get her. I wish she had a better personality. I just if she had a better personality. It, I was it, raised to believe that this was like the most right. glamorous woman on the planet. Okay, at three p.m. But like, I think Terry Polo is very pretty, and then I mean, she's like more like yeah. a girl. But then she did Playboy. Did you guys look that up? Oh, Terry Polo. You know, Terry Polo, I saw an interview with her once where she she just came off as so smug and unlikable that I have a hard time. It was like a Craig Ferguson interview or something. Okay. Where I have a hard time getting that out of my head. But she plays um, a lesbian police officer on the show The Fosters and it won me back. Nice. Oh, Uh, what a cycle of emotions. with, With Bryce, I will say the same thing sort of with Katie. It's like I grew up just with that as the pinnacle of attractiveness. So wow. definitely not my type, but it's there's still sort of like a robot brain, like in yeah. the back of my <laughs> brain being like, yeah, that's that's sexiness. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it because of General Hospital and yeah. your grandma? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they always felt <laughs> because of Philip's grandmother. Probably, you know. like this. But it, they always fo- like film her with like a foggy lens or like a, sure, you know sure. what I mean? Like she, sure. and she is attractive. I, but yeah. she, she kind of had the same personality. There's something on about her hospital. face though that is so intense. Like she's like got some harsh. like eyebrow, her eyebrows are kind of hard. Yeah. I think it's her, her brows. Um, so then Robin sees them getting books with her floofer. She's taking the dog by. She's just everywhere. Like, Robin's everywhere. She DJ- she but she's not DJ. <laughs> yeah, she was DJing at like 3 a.m., which you don't exactly Who DJs give the rest of the time. Better DJs because oh, you, geez. well, no, you give. That's true. The, 
the three AMs slot to like the rookie or like your worst DJ as as a college DJ myself. Good job. Um, I wish yeah, I did that. Yeah, it's the uh, the shittiest people get their wee hours. Um, I mean, I was like a Tuesday and Thursday at six p.m. So Ooh. middling, middling. I don't say. know. That sounds pretty good yeah. for my ska radio hour. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> this is this is my version of college yeah, uh, yeah. DJ. <laughs> Catching up. Um, yeah. So she sees them, and then he goes home, and they have to practice for the Powder Eight. And Dexter's all pissed, and what they does go that up. Mean. <laughs> well, I mean, I know, right. I know what it is from this movie. I don't right. know if that's an actual thing. I should have looked it up. Why would it? Powder be? Magazine is real, yeah. but but the Powder Eight just seems like the dumbest race in the. Or, what is eight? what on earth? Well, it's a figure eight. So they're making figure eights, and you're supposed to make perfect figure eights in the powder. Oh, each other. Yes. But it's fresh powder and the whole the boy meets world dad is like the ski patrol guy is like, well, the trick is, is you have to practice. But the I trick s- is, is you can't ski off back bounds. to that boy meets world dad really quick because I like when I saw him. Oh, I, I do, too. When I saw him, I was like, oh, it's the host of Supermarket Sweep um, from like the old Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> I used to watch that. Oh, yeah. Do you know, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then I was like, my brain was like short circuiting because I was like. Did that guy was that guy an actor? And then I like fell into this like void of like the supermarket sweep dad from Boy Meets World dad. And it was anyway, I think. Oh, interesting. Well, I, I mean, I have a thing of like, why would they base a competition off of like something that you have to do illegally to practice? And also, which you kind of don't like you don't need to practice in fresh powder, just practice on a slope. Like, you don't need to actually practice the tracks. I don't know. I have a whole I have a whole avalanche like okay, uh, off too the soon that's Sorry. too I soon i have so many ski questions so <laughs> is the idea of going off the track like the normal tracks is that you want the fresh power yeah. that nobody's touched so it's backcountry skiing so yeah like no there's but, like no, there's nothing. so many rocks yeah i yes, also I mean, don't really get that yeah it's dangerous and like the idea like the helicopter shot of them the idea that these two men hiked up to that peak to ski right. would take them a lifetime. <laughs> like, I don't know how they got up to that place. Right. Lots of cigarettes. Off. It's insane. I mean, that's insanity. Um, yeah. And then and I guess it was all filmed in British Columbia, actually. I was looking up. Okay. Oh, huh. Yeah. But then my other question. Oh, shit. I forgot my other question. It was about. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's about all those people sitting there watching it who can't see it. <laughs> and they're cheering at what? I mean, eights, perfect I figure eights. Get it. I don't You can't get it. see those people. They're like in the ski lodge and the other people are like five miles away on a different mountain and they're like, hurrah. And I'm like, what are you looking at? Is it that ESPN footage? Is it live yeah. broadcast where? And how do you even know what they're doing? Also, you would have they would have you believe that they went over to snowmass to like ski it like they yeah went over the other they went over a mountain okay so then they tj falls in a hole oh uh, a, a water hole in the middle of the mountain what is that is that a thing understand oh not so the that, way it was constructed he- here yeah that they were saying was filmed in british columbia because like the glacial stuff doesn't actually really exist in colorado like you wouldn't really find that but man as a kid that scared the shit out of me <laughs> like falling down like a cenote in the middle of like skiing and like 
It's like baby Jessica. And then also, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Baby TJ down that well. Oh my God. And then like the idea, like they cut from him getting, you know, I mean, this is not the only time, but this would be like the worst time to have your skis locked, right? Like what a terrible, terrible thing. I mean, they're supposed to pop off with trauma, but they didn't. And so he's drowning and Dexter saves him. And then they cut to- For like an hour, he says he's going to save him and he's under cold water. And then he repels, he repels from a mountain goat, which is his skis. <laughs> <laughs> he like oh, down. Um, that would never hold. No, I know it would never hold. Oh. Exactly. Like, um, but he, I mean, but he also just ends up falling in the water. And like, you know, they get to Robin's house, which I want to talk about endlessly, but like the transition from going into a ice bath to down the mountain, like, what do they do? I mean, like you would freeze to death. Like, oh yeah, you'd be imagine? dead. No. Imagine how cold that would be to go into a glacier bath. Maybe we like, saw him in his clothes wet earlier because we're supposed to understand he can handle wet clothes. Or maybe the rest of the movie is a dream and they both died in this scene. I do want to update that like a, a very quick, quick uh, Google search of the Powder 8 competition is after a decade-long hiatus, Jackson Hole's famous Powder 8's competition returned last weekend. The event started in 1975 and fell back in the early 2000s. So it's a thing. I don't, it just I don't think like they do the, it in Aspen. The most boring race. Like I think, like no respect, disrespect to you, Katie, but I think me and you could win this race. And I'm saying, like, you know, like, yeah, well, I, I, I will cheer you guys on. From I'm not that a good a skier, but I think I can do just a general figure eight or like half of a figure eight. I know, um, right? It wouldn't be like the differences wouldn't be that. Um, there's so many other big, actual right. extreme things that people would have to do where I wouldn't even be able to even do it, much less possibly yeah, do the it. Powder eight. I guess it's just about like just um just inches of precision which i'm excited to talk about the end of it too like the actual competition <laughs> i guess yeah, it's an yeah, outside yeah. magazine i'm i'm kind of floored to under to learn that it's real i mean i grew up thinking it was real i grew up practicing for the powder eight but it's amazing where did <laughs> philip go I looked up for one second i know <laughs> you were looking down. all right i was looking down um all right i'm back with it so you know, um, so TJ um, fills in for Franz, um, who takes a helicopter ride in the rich- Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. I, okay. We can't skip okay, them wait. going to Robin's house over the hospital. Like, can you imagine? Oh, Jen, okay. Woman, I did like, blank out Get at this my point. sewing kit or something. It's Why like, did that what? happen? Because later on, he was like, look, my scar is healed, which he had no scar. And by the way, also. Katie- fuck off <laughs> it seems like we are somehow intentionally picking movies that would <laughs> that would imply that scars on your face heal i'm like is robin available to show up my face yeah. i know like, what is that she puts on two like butterfly um like band-aids okay so he she heals his face i missed that part i don't know why i didn't write it down also because well, i had 25 ahead. pages of notes this is the point where i wrote okay this movie is long it could use some editing, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. so they go there because they, if they get caught skiing off bounds, they will oh. be kicked off ski patrol, which you should be. Um, and so she's like, "Oh, that makes sense." Which it doesn't. Like, lie. So you got mm-hmm. no bar fight. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, you have to tell them exactly where you were skiing, but you They're... do need stitches, and you do yeah. have a concussion and hypothermia. 
And then, like, you know, you have all and the you're now ghosts. Day. Now you're ghosts. And so they're, like, flirting with her at the same time that she's, like, reluctantly helping them. I mean, like, every line of hers makes sense. She's like, go to the hospital. It's like, oh, powder eats <laughs> worth dying for. I'm like, yes, yes, Robin. Um, and so then he spends the night so she can check on him for a concussion and, like, gently touches his forehead in the middle of the night to make sure he doesn't, like, die of fever. I mean, like, Although, this is high stakes. It would have been safer just to send him home with Dexter who would have been like literally sitting next to him the whole night. True, totally. Um, I know I didn't get that, the spend the night thing. At first I was like, she's not, she's going to just sleep in her room. And then she creepily comes in and sort of strokes his forehead. Um, (laughs) Totally. But this is what I mean, where like, she's just a real like Swiss army knife to them. Like Mm -hmm. they're the only- She's a lifesaver multiple times. Totally. Okay, so now can I talk about TJ filling in for Franz? Please. So Franz is sick momentarily i don't know what's wrong with him is it food poisoning yeah he's instantly back though like i know that's why i was like why is he does he have cramps like so um so tj gets to go with the rich family in a helicopter to the middle of nowhere is that good i don't know to ski um and it's like heli skiing heli skiing which not everybody can afford certainly i see so So that's a benefit because a helicopter takes you what if you get hurt like or also what if you go skiing somewhere nobody's vetted and like because mountains are not just smooth that's why you have a guide who's literally never skied this part of the mountain i see so he would be no help at all i I know i was kind of thinking it's like these people don't look like they need an instructor but i guess like you would need somebody from like the aspen team there oh my god can i just say like the most um bay area thing i heard the other day um well, I don't know. Never mind. Oh, I was, well, well, I was surfing, so that's a fun privilege thing to say. But like the guys um, that I was overhearing, they were like in like cars next to me, like getting their stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, like skiing this year is going to be kind of nuts with all the crowds." So um, I don't know. I was thinking like maybe we should just exclusively heli ski. I'm like, what? Then <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... they were saying, "What did somebody say to?" He said, "Oh, San Diego." He's like. I've never flown to San Diego like publicly. I've only been on private plane there. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I can hear you. What uh, are you anyway? So that was a fun thing to overhear. But go ahead. Uh, same. I mean, same. Yeah, there's. I mean, I'll just say that there's just such an element of money and with skiing in general. Oh yeah. But um, Aspen, even though there oh there God. are like you know sort of beach bum skiers, and I always find that uh, culture fascinating but like yeah, yeah the, the sort of aspen aspen vale and all this kind of stuff it's just oh, so yeah. much money out there i mean how much does it cost to get a lift ticket uh, like right now it's like 160 bucks yeah it's out like there, 150 I think. yeah i'm just gonna say all um, i remember is like kids in high school in Sferna park like wearing like patagonia teal jackets like, yeah like, totally um <laughs> but like coming back with those like things hanging off their um yeah, the lift. like i went skiing bitch and you're like oh my god like i just can't take this tag off because then you'll you won't know I went no, skiing. what it's like everything is just priced like airport prices like everything is just so i mean oh, food yeah. and lots but those people of were skiing at like what is that like out there they're like what is that what are those ski resorts near maryland like so oh, liberty they're going to liberty ski liberty like deer park or deer, deer whatever yeah deer mountain. like I went to Deer Mountain. White, white I, tail? Oh, yeah. I went up white tail. And I <laughs> yeah, got totally. Ski sticker uh, on yeah, the jacket. Yeah, I know. White um, tail should be called Deer Hill. <laughs> 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 yeah, totally. Well, yeah. So he they go hella skiing, and then this is going to be his clientele. 
Um, and Franz is pissed. He's mad. Uh, meanwhile, TJ continues to stalk and harass Robin. Um, poor Robin. Um, and he's sitting on her swing and has a bachelor moment where he brings her a rose. Um, uh, yeah. her to dinner. <laughs> but then they do have one of my favorite parts of the movie, which is like the dream date of my 90s childhood Barbie loving self, which is laying by a fireplace. Um, I don't get many dates like that. I I shouldn't ask. I have a fireplace. Maybe I should just do. Oh it. man, you do. Yeah. But just laying on the floor is tiring sometimes. It's hard. It's hard to get up and down. You know what I mean? Um, they're drinking wine and they're talking about their lives. Where did this like cabin come from? No, um, whose house is it? Is yeah. it? Isn't it her house? I don't think so. No, because they have an out an exterior shot of this built this mountain cabin that they're in. I also think that Bryce's house changes a lot too. Like it the does. exterior, it's like I'm yeah, so confused about Bryce's house. Like when he well, pulls up one time in the van, I'm like, whose house is that? And maybe it's partly because like some of it was shot in Aspen, some was shot in British Columbia, some was shot in Utah, I think, or Telluride. Telluride's in Colorado, but like yeah, it was kind of shot everywhere. So yeah. I don't know if that was like a consistency issue. Okay, but then this is when we have this time jump that i'm really confused about well there's a few i mean you spring? shouldn't be is it there's spring a, there's or a summer hour shot that should <laughs> it for you they show the they show the river i mean they go fly fishing which you probably don't do in the winter in aspen but like the river is is melting in like a very the river runs through it kind of scene yeah right. then the next scene he can smell winter coming and i'm like right it's april though right, right. But it's like October. Yeah. One, two time jump, you know? It it is a one, two. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking there was 48 other scenes between there where we just got to learn about TJ and Robin's like domestic bliss relationship growing. And then they were like, we have to cut something. We spent a lot of money on those ski scenes. But it's so confusing. Like as a kid watching this, I didn't register that and so like when he cheats on her it like isn't so affronting but then you're like they've been together for a year yeah yeah they're they're surely exclusive like it's i don't know i, I we can talk about that a little more later um but, but yeah i assume yeah. That this was written and filmed as a, a like four year soap opera and it didn't get picked up somehow <laughs> and so they, they turned crunch. it into a movie instead yeah totally <laughs> Because I, I also kept like watching this movie with like the lens of a soap opera of just putting in some batshit crazy like uh, twins series yeah and I'll I'll get to some more of those later in the the discussion. Speaking of twins, yeah, twins, yeah, I think that's what um, Bryce's character on General Hospital was at one point. Yeah, she was yeah. a twin. Yeah. Um. So TJ gets the cover of Cocaine Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Yeah. And because uh, it's like, you got to get in with the Aspen ski crew. Like, this is what skiing is about. And TJ Burke is like the most ski name ever. Like, <laughs> it's just <laughs> totally. Both of their names. More than uh, Dexter Forrest, Rotecki. Forrest Pendleton or what oh, was Oh, Hunter Pendleton. Oh. Hunter Pendleton. Hunter Pendleton. Indigo yeah. Martin. <laughs> what are those names? 
Those are our uh, sledding documentary that we never ended up Aww, making. Sledding, so sledding mockumentary, which Aww. was pretty good. Yeah. I that's uh. fun. I'd like to see that. And the Zen sledder. We should still try to make that one day. Uh. Speaking of which, I should say that like kind of the next scene is Mr. Hayward, which yeah. um, Dexter has to take care of who's, I mean, I, I always like that that too where he's like how do you ski mr hayward he's like shitty <laughs> like it's, yeah. i mean i like him a lot and who, yeah, like, who what's knows what's wrong with mr hayward Is who knows just... why mr hayward keeps on coming to aspen but maybe i i feel like he's probably like in some it's like this like golfing like he's in some kind of industry where he has to know how to ski and he has to like learn you don't though you just hang they have like all yeah. these like yeah. millions of things that you can do other than ski right you can't have um, conversation skiing or maybe he's with a partner that it's really important for I will say that like right before meeting me, Annie said out loud to her friend, like, I'm just never going to be with somebody who likes how to ski because Annie doesn't <laughs> like it that much. So we're currently negotiating. Well, uh, let's go yeah. on a vacation together and I'll hang out with Annie in the hot tub, hot tub. 100%. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> but I was to tie it into our sledding um, documentary when Mr. Hayward just shot down the mountain mm-hmm. and like is dodging those cars, I definitely have flashbacks to our friend Lisa F. <laughs> um, just, just praying she didn't get hit by a million cars sledding. And and then at one point, Dexter's like, bail, bail. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've lived that this That is moment. literally what, uh, yeah. Although- yeah. I told him to sit down. Which I guess would kind of help if if he, oh, he could it you probably would. Could you just be off the mountain into the town? You can. In some I mean, places, yeah. But like, not at the bunny slope. Like to go no. that fast is pretty unrealistic. I. Th- this is the question I have. Then, like, he's given two weeks off because of his sass, right? It's not because he messed up. Because, like, what is he supposed to do? Like, yeah, I think he was being sassy about it. It was. I. I had a note that it was pretty negligent of him to put that guy at risk. I don't know if he took him to a different spot, but yeah, maybe it's it's pretty much impossible to have someone go completely crazy on the bunny slope because it's so contained yeah, there's nets totally. everywhere mm, um, yeah yeah but yeah, exactly i did like there was a line there about um like we're teaching people to slide down hills with sticks on their feet because that's like what i think skiing is that's not what sven thinks though um so yeah i definitely i'm like oh, this plays out pretty realistically like and he's like screw off you have two weeks off but then I guess this ties into like th- this is like another time jump too. Like so, he's two weeks off in the time period where he decides to just become a drug dealer. Yeah, well, and yeah. <laughs> and then does he never go back to working as a ski instructor? Like we don't see him working. I don't as a ski think so. After this. I don't think he even sleeps after that because he is <laughs> super wired for the rest of. Yeah, yeah. things go downhill arc. quick. This this whole like. Mr. What's Hayward scene is all the catalyst for the other movie, the other movie that we watch, which is drug ski instructors. Dexter becomes super violent, um, super shitty. They zoom in on like the duct tape on his jacket, which I noticed. So they're really like a doubling down on him. Before that, we have a moment of TJ riding lady on the radio which is his oh. newest piece of Can you imagine literature. how terrible? <laughs> He's a stalker. Story. A pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then Dexter, right. he gives it to Dexter to read. He's like waxing his skis and Dexter's like, it's good. 
It's really good. And like Dexter doesn't know shit. Like, are you kidding me? If Dexter thinks it's good, it's definitely not. Like, why would you give it to this guy? He's like, I used it to make cocaine tunnels for my nose. <laughs> oh, it's, even... it's good, man. It is cool. Good. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Is that what it's called? A cocaine tunnel? I don't, yep. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't do cocaine. Um, <laughs> TJ uh, boinks Bryce again. Um, and he kind, he kind of feels bad about it. Yeah, she books him for the day. By the way, I need to talk about her outfit in this too because like she books him as an instructor for the day and then she has like what looks like a leotard. I can't, is it, what is going on? <laughs> like, for, her, for her wedgie of some Yes, sort. it's a wedgie, yeah. but like it's not, like where does her jacket begin and her pants end? It's, it's perfectly- all connected. It's, it's nuts. It's it is, it looks nuts. Yeah. Hard to and, pee in, looks great. And then, like, he is a decent guy. Like, he does—he doesn't have a lot of way out of it, especially at how like intense this ski instructor uh, team is. And then, even at the bottom of the mountain, she's like, "Come up for a drink," which it's like, just right. get a drink there. But like, exactly. She, he, he's like, oh, you know, I had a really good time today. But and then she's like, we were friends once. Like, so then I'm like, okay, he's kind of being a good guy. And then the next scene is after they've slept together. You're yeah. like, can't, can't resist Bryce. I mean, come no, on. No, I think it's that juice. <laughs> he just wanted the juice not her is, juice i'm not that, talking about right no no he yeah. just wanted that uh <laughs> that next smorgas, morning smorgasbord juice. of exotic juices yep <laughs> yeah totally so like that's like man he's been with robin for almost a year now they're like in a long-term relationship <laughs> they are he's a stepfather to that dog it's so <laughs> nuts it's so right. nuts and that's where i mean like the time jump kind of like scrambles your brain about right. it but you're like wait no this would be a hugely defined relationship the next scene takes us to the alternative movie where dex is waiting for steve at a bar <laughs> um which is the longest scene that ever took place oh man he's so sweaty so sweaty and uh he thinks everybody's steve or or a cop i don't know this, I will say, though, is exactly what I looked like when I had to take a polygraph once. Um, <laughs> I described... Are you, Steve? No, I didn't fail, but, like, it was... Oh, man, it was this polygraph, and, like, um, they asked me if I'd ever done drugs, and I was like, no. And they were like... um, Because I was really nervous, and they're like, are you sure? Sh- Did you have a bag of cocaine on your shoulder? No, but they were like, are you sure? You, you seem nervous, and I was like... Okay, one time my friend Doug, who I climbed with, like gave me this, like, um, what was it? Like this bag of Tylenol um, PM. It had money in it that I took to a skate shop, or like it was actually this like same scene. And hey. I was like, I don't know what it was, but I don't. And I looked in it, but it was just like some like money. And I gave it to this guy at the skate shop. And I think he just like needed to give him money, but I have no idea what he paid the money for. Hey. I was just like talking like this. And the guy was like, I think you're fine. Like, what are you talking <laughs> Wait, about? Wait, like, was this for a job or just because you were like on Jerry Springer or what? Like, what? It was a job. It was a job. It was, um, a, drug, it was drug, a job. Drug yeah. mule job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I passed. Yeah, but it reminded me of this, and that's what I looked like. I only see lie detectors like on Jerry Springer, The Bachelor, and government jobs. It was wild. It was a government job, but it was wild, like to be hooked up, and it was weird. Wow. Yeah. Um. So you know, he freaks out and he dumps just like a Ziploc baggie full of cocaine down the toilet. I don't know a whole lot about coke but that sure looks like more than ten thousand dollars of cocaine cocaine. and a lot he just should have like insane amount he just should have gone past the cop out of the his decision making is so terrible why was he so wired 
like like later we we learned that he was doing co- he was right. on coke and he so was it, uppers yeah. downers he was not doing well uh, but no it it also just reminded me of the drug deal scene in boogie nights which is just an amazing scene go and google Ooh, it i'll have to watch it um, yeah. i mean he was also going to be paid a thousand dollars to do this so my guess is it was definitely worth more than ten thousand dollars like that's mm-hmm. a big that's a pretty big cut to give to the guy that's just going to deliver it yeah but yeah um also then steve rolls up and he has the most exquisite mullet i've ever seen um, they're really showing you the two sides of aspen <laughs> yeah and then and then we see that like that Dex gets just like beat the crap up and his clothes were stolen. Yeah. Luckily That's we've already a different movie. established that he's impervious <laughs> to hypothermia. So totally. jokes on them. It's not going to kill him. I was thinking about that. Like how long can you, cause he's barefoot too. I mean, the barefoot's yeah. actually probably the bigger problem yeah. yep, and it's like, me. whoa. Oh, yeah. For you, especially, but Those like, feet? He's no, I just, feet. I've got, I have sensitive feet. I don't <laughs> like to talk walk barefoot. Let's talk more about that. You guys. <laughs> Philip, you have sensitive feet. Like, what yeah. about you don't like barefoot on the sand? Here's a fun, here's a fun fact. One time we were doing an improv show and um <laughs> Phil's parents were in the audience and we were like, tell us a story about Phil. And his mother's like, he's just a nice boy. And I'm like, no, like no, this is the story. This <laughs> is the story about Phil. And I didn't say this, but Phil, when he was a kid, he doesn't like being barefoot anywhere ever. And so they would put him out in the backyard and put him on a blanket and take his shoes. And he didn't like the feeling of grass on his feet. So he'd just stay on the blanket. Instant playpen. <laughs> Isn't that the cutest up. thing? Isn't that the cutest and thing wait, ever do heard? you still not like that? Yeah, I'm very particular. Like if it's like pristine grass, I, I can walk on it. You're barefoot. so like outdoorsy. I feel like you'd be like- and I will a... always have shoes or sandals or flip-flops. But you wear a lot of sandals. So, okay. So like a side touch is okay, but the underfoot. I need to have, you're right. Exactly. But here, correct me if I'm wrong. Here's how much of a when in Rome, yes, Ander you are. When you were in Belize, you would play soccer barefoot with the Mayan community. Yeah. And I would always get injured. I dislocated (laughs) my big toe. I would step in like briars. It's crazy Um, to do for anybody. So uh, like, good on you. My foot hurt really bad thinking about it. It's uh, a terrible idea. You know what I, gotta, I don't like? Yeah. I, I was just going to say, like, if you're, like, at, like, a swimming pool and, like, everybody gets out of the pool and you're, like, sitting at a picnic table and, like, some stranger accidentally touches your barefoot under a table. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so this is how you and Jeff met. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so um, TJ goes to Bryce to get the money to save his friend, as you do, right? And now he's indebted to her. He's he's her slave. Yes. She even <laughs> says, like, we could do this the hard way or the easy way or she's, something like yeah. that. She's um, a full-on, like, Disney villain. Yes. I, and But they put such a weird, like, nice spin on it. Like <laughs> I know. I know. Because I, I don't yeah. know if they mean for her to be a villain. I don't. I don't like, know. Do yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think she's supposed to be the rich bad girl, but I don't know if they, the movie realizes how terrible she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so TJ and Dexter get in a fight because TJ's going to leave, which I thought he was like leaving for good, but he was just packing to go live with Bryce. Um, and I assume he- that's part of the deal that he made for the $10,000 is that he has to live there. Right. And wears a boy slacks I know. and boots. And a very fluffy robe. Yeah. Um, 
so then TJ and Bryce have this very romantic shower scene um, in which he showers and then she showers. And I don't, again, I'm like, why is this movie so long? Why do we need to watch him shower and then her shower back to also, back? Also, I don't know if you guys like, noticed, We like, get when, it, they're clean, they shower. When he goes to, ask, like at some point in that house, I think it's when he goes to ask her for money, there's a picture of him framed behind her. <laughs> like she has a picture of him, like- like is it from the ski director. magazine? No, it's not even. It's like a different one. Oh, like, really? Glamour shop. Yeah. Um, so Dex is like just in a cocaine binge and he's not doing well. And Robin, he's going downhill. this poor girl, comes to save it the day. And she throws out his plate of cocaine. Um, <laughs> Probably just like, you know. Why does he have a plate of cocaine? Four dollars of cocaine, <laughs> I imagine. I mean, he's pretty chill because he's been insane like this whole time i mean like we didn't talk about the did we talk about the fight that they get into that like busts all the mirrors and he stuff and slams his face into a mirror oh which, yeah. yeah yeah um and then i was thinking like good for you because if he hadn't have left at that point i would have been like this is so stupid this guy needs to get out of his life like it's it's a good move from tj to like be like i'm sick of cleaning up after you like i would feel the same way if yeah. i had a family friend out for ten thousand dollars who then was acting like an ass um but yeah, I think I lost where I was a little bit. That's yeah. okay. So Robin uh, takes takes Dex on a jog, as you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I thought that, like, the appropriate thing to do if your friend was having a hard time would be, like, throw him in a shower and just, like, <laughs> cold shower it. And then, like, after a run, he's, like, fine. Also, yeah. force him to shave, even though he's couldn't be more clean shaven. He's That's so what I thought, too. Face. And he's probably showered too. Like it was kind of a weird. I'm like, shave what? I know. Yeah. And he's only been out of shape for like three weeks. I mean, he's a ski instructor. Like he's probably. Yeah. I can't imagine he'd be out of shape running. One jog and he's a okay. It was all those cigarettes he was. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, So the next thing I have is that um, Dex visits TJ. Or no, first I wrote Bryce has weird statues in her house. Did you guys notice that? Those dog statues that are taking up the whole staircase? Is that what you're talking she, about? She had those, but then she also had like a butler statue. And then oh. she had this like- Oh, kin- yeah. She had like a conductor statue. It was like in the corner and it was like like a maestro and it was really <laughs> big. And like, I was like, aren't you terrified? Yeah. Like living this your was house? like early 90s art bullshit. At was- one point I thought she just had a- she paid a person to stand in the background of her house that she could then activate him if she needed more juice or something. It's basically like Catherine O'Hara's character from Beetlejuice decorated her house. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so then Dex visits TJ and he says he's leaving to go back and work in the plant. But first, we got to do the powdery. Gotta and do at it. this point, gotta TJ is wearing high-waisted like oh, black slacks and high hated heels those pants. no they're they're cowboy boots they're because ca- you forget that there's this also nuts. weird sort of like country theme the that goes yes. with aspen or which is yeah. why he's wearing that like weird ernest hemingway hat uh, he's writing uh. which is like neither cowboy nor practical it's like all like wrong everything's which- wrong I've I've been because I've ju- we've just gone to the town of Aspen like twice when we've been skiing mm-hmm. over there, and there's this one like cowboy hat knife store that is oh, just geez. the weirdest place in the world, yeah. and they have like forty people working there. And oh god, uh, Colorado just- is weird. I, 
It is weird. Yeah. It, it shocked it. It went blue. It's it's a very like gun. People like their guns there. It um, is. It is very. It's it's cowboy. Cowboy. It's meets the West. Bum. Yeah. But the the city areas are getting. They have a lot of colleges and stuff. So. You know, but it's it's. A weird I'm place. a fan. I love yeah, Colorado, I like Colorado, but it does but it does like weird... you said. It's got some some cowboy some, cowboy yeah, culture for sure, definitely. So they go to find you know the best place to train for this super eight, and terrible things happen. Which we know terrible things are going to happen because the music turns scary. <laughs> like scary. they're like, I mean, I knew what was going to happen. Obviously, in watching this, but I do. I mean, this movie could have ended so many other times. Um, and then I forget, I forgot how much of this movie is left after this happens. Yeah, yeah. Hours oh. are left. <laughs> um, and so... We just, we should, wait, should we say what happened? Do we say yeah, let's so? say what happened. Well, they're practicing for the Powder 8, and this time, like, kind of prophetically, Dexter's like, no, I'll go first. And... And then he asks if he wrote his name. They kind of have this like confessional. And I, I forgot that he said he was going to leave town because I'm like, well, this is obviously building to something. Um, and so I guess the implication is if TJ had gone first, that maybe because like, they were like two feet from each other and that's yeah, enough for it, one it to die made, it in an avalanche. It difference. Wouldn't have the mattered. footage is so nuts because like, at some point, TJ's like on the top of the snow, which like wouldn't really happen. And then anyway, so an avalanche happens, which Peter Berg died. comes off by saying avalanche. And the reason an avalanche happens. So loudly. Were, yeah. And they were skiing out of bounds, which is why you don't do that. Because um, you can cause an avalanche. Well, and go ahead. I was just going to say later he gets shit for not checking the avalanche report. They don't have avalanche reports for out of bounds i don't think i don't ski out of bounds i don't know i mean they probably I, I, do i honestly for, don't know like backcountry skiing i mean the other thing is like they didn't maybe i don't know if they use skins at this point or not to like hike up the mountain but like i don't know i don't know if you're i don't know enough about backcountry skiing I guess to they know do if have they do or not yeah i don't know i think they probably a, would as far as you're where. Right. but then like franz at one point is like that's where that's why no one skis that and it's funny because franz is a terrible terrible person but he's also like kind of right about that um so yeah dexter he dies and we tj don't... lives and he's fine <laughs> He's yeah. fine. He's barely got any injuries. Which in the powder eight, like it's the only time you're skiing with somebody that you're literally only two feet for them. Um, so it doesn't make a ton of sense. But we find out when Robin finds out, which is a day later through Another the weird time jump. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way she wouldn't have heard about this. Like they're her friends. I'm not going to lie. This, avalanche. I'm giving away my, I don't want to give away my dumber, but it okay. is this scene. <laughs> Yeah. So I can talk about it. Go on, you go ahead. I'll talk, we'll talk I'll about save later. it for the dumber. Yeah, save okay, it for, okay. for later. Yeah. Um so yeah, like she reads it. And I, I do remember this really did resonate me with a kid. I remember like her voice breaking as she's like on air live and like it's funny because I guess as a kid, I was like, oh, I guess she did like Dexter too. Cause Dexter is kind of like the annoying little brother person. But then you're like, oh, she, she saves like him. So, I mean, she obviously, she does. Like yeah. Him. yeah, she does. Um, so, yeah. And that's when I have this note of like, when did Dexter quit the ski squad? Because like TJ's got to go back and clean out his locker. But it's like, how long has this shit been in the locker? It's only been two weeks or less, maybe a week. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. He went on I a really bender hard. for a week. It's the time jumps and the time differences are so hard to know. 
this is where I just have written down time is weird in this movie. And yeah. I'm just accepting that. And yeah. Rob, so TJ goes to clean out his locker and he punches Franz for being a dick. Um, a huge dick. I mean, dick about it. Like, why I is he so, I mean, I, I, you know what, like, is this, why is he so mad? Why is he so mean? What's wrong with Franz? Why is he I don't so know. Happy? Franz seems kind of like a super senior. Like everybody else is like, yeah, it's fun. Like I'm a ski instructor. And he's like, this is my life. It's like, okay, <laughs> chill out, man. Wow. And then Robin gives what I think is some of the worst advice or, or words of comfort I've ever heard, which are, which she says to TJ, things happen, TJ. I know. To everyone. Like that's, that's her prolific line of dialogue. Like things happen to everyone. Yeah, Boom. I know. Drop the mic. I mean, I think they're like, I think the director is really setting the whole thing of for however many months or weeks past that TJ is very much blaming himself right for Dexter's death but yeah I know what you mean and then yeah then Bryce gets mad at him because he's being depressing and he's not taking like awkward opposite showers with her anymore <laughs> so TJ leaves and then um we get to meet the new Santa they replaced pretty much immediately Oh God, from the guy with the guy from Copycat. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but he's no. like, did. he's a serial killer in uh, it. I couldn't and I place can't, him. Okay. I can't oh, not see that guy as a serial killer. Yeah, I could um, see him definitely as a serial killer. And I've never seen that movie. Well, yeah, totally. So this is where I get into sort of all these sort of uh, soap opera plots. And I was yeah. like, oh, did TJ kill Dex? To, in order to make like this because he was like I need to like live all this adventure so I can write about it but he had oh. lived it and so he like set up this death Dang. And, then, and then I was also like oh or did Robin do it I, I was I was in a weird uh, headspace of like it was all that cocaine you did it was all that cocaine <laughs> I was doing for this movie uh, yeah classic Philip yep. um, so TJ like has this whole going rogue scene like Katie was talking about. And this is where he goes down the icicles and falls. And he's, I don't know, he's just like, and then the dad from Boy Meets World is like, you son of a bitch. Oh, I love that. <laughs> what does he Every say? Every single movie. Uh, I don't know what PJ, he says. But my... you son of a bitch. <laughs> is that literally what he's, that's what I yeah, heard. Yeah, I think so. I think okay. so. Yeah. Uh, I love that whenever they do that in a movie. I may have missed some things here because I was just trying not to write another page of notes. Um, So if there's things that i say um so then like tj writes aspen extreme for powder magazine he writes yeah the story of the life i have some stuff to say about this so it took his friend dying for him to be written well if you are a famous skier who's on the cover of powder magazine and you are involved in an avalanche that you survive and your best friend dies and then you write a story and you yeah. submit it to powder magazine yeah that story would have to be so incoherent to not publish yeah like <laughs> there's no way that story is not getting published it would have to be so incoherent for That's them not true. to publish that so the idea of him treating that as a win is bananas <laughs> like it there's no way that's not getting published and like the only thing we see is like a picture of them i mean i guess he like writes about their journey there but like 
truly I'm sure they had an editor punch it up it's like hey like use the correct grammar here like it's just nuts and then he gets it back saying like he published it hooray like no this is still a hundred percent tragic and sad and zero percent yeah I I, that whole thing is nuts it's all very upsetting yeah um so he he then goes back he realizes todd should be his partner oh yeah in the thing and franz is a dick again about it um why don't you kill this partner yeah you're gonna kill this partner now it's more Arnold good for me. lord yeah. yeah but you know it yeah. works he gets the juice yeah. yeah and then like they just of course win <laughs> <laughs> well, well let's right. let's get into this bullshit of a competition <laughs> um, which is all subjective none none objective what yeah. is the how do you win what is the rating exactly uh apparently tens get you the automatic win and it doesn't matter if anyone's left to go they're just shit out of luck what a competition um, like you could tie you don't let everybody participate and if the germans are gonna win no matter what let them go last like what right. is this competition what, yeah what why would you have mm, uh, i'm yeah. sorry there's three judges before tens i don't understand that part is there well they were just prepared for <laughs> just this type of moment um, and the that moment make makes sense. no sense so why like, is the boss a judge because <laughs> right. he's i guess truly the best skier or best evaluator of skier on the mountains i don't believe True. it but like yeah i you know they go off grid you know t- they say a lot that tj's the best skier on the mountain fine and then the other guy presents himself as like he was an oh, olympic I- hopeful from oregon but like it like going off the other side of the mountain like you can kind of see them skiing you're like there's no way they're making perfect eights they're like falling down the mountain like yeah i don't understand why their run was better than franz and hans i don't know who those <laughs> two people are um and then yeah like not they didn't get 10 10 and 11 they got 10 10 and 20 <laughs> ten, but yeah ten. like like i said they had like the extra 10 just for this gag like a, one of these years it's going to happen where we we right. let the favorite person go first and then the last person gets this extra 10 it's so it's so weird um but Makes you know sense. what fun fun little thing during it is like i like that um they added to the character of the ski patrol guy from boy meets world that he has like yeah. a baby strapped to his chest and i know like, i'm like where did that baby come who knows from? it's just that like obviously somebody's got a baby like so put it in the we movie stole the baby you he know there did. could be i'm assuming there's all this other backstory about he's actually a baby <laughs> thief and just hiding out it's at a the whole ski different that could movie. be true he could have stolen the baby yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it ends with a freeze frame. Freeze frame of love. EJ say, yeah. says he's going to stay in Aspen so that he can try to be a real writer because that's where you would do that on yeah. the cheap. Um, <laughs> and because he loves Robin. Well, you can probably... if your girl's going to put you up in her log cabin. Yeah, if you know true. what I mean. If you know what I mean. I oh, do. yeah. Sexual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sexual. <laughs> <laughs> so good that's like a robot trying to <laughs> oh i get it you, oh yeah that's, that's if, you I asked, understand your if you asked siri you know what i mean yes sexual <laughs> so good Ooh. so that's aspen extreme wow i was extreme Whew. katie what if what a like 
Diamond <laughs> in the rough of the, I don't know. I don't know. It was oh, just, man. I wasn't expecting it when I read the preview. And um, yeah. So should we get into our questions? I'm sure we've talked for an hour and 40 minutes. I know. One hour and 22 minutes. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. This is an extended lot in this movie. version. Um, I've got, yeah, a quick question from uh, Nora L. Um, she just asks, why isn't the blonde woman on the movie cover? It's basically TJ Dex and Bryce. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and Bryce not even like billed. That mall photo. Yeah, good call. She doesn't and, even billing in this movie. Yeah, Robin has more screen time than Bryce yeah. does, but yeah. Bryce is probably like with her that uh, Fiona Hughes, I think is the actress's name. Like Fanola. Fanola, thank you. Yeah. That's a good distinction. <laughs> I I don't know if she was because she had like such soap opera stuff. Like I don't know if she was like a bigger name or face. Peter Berg Fen- probably Fenola? wasn't. I mean Peter Fenola? Fenola. I mean Peter Fenola. Berg is definitely <laughs> the biggest no star of it. What if her name was Fanola Caviola? <laughs> <laughs> Please be true. Please, yes. Uh, but yeah. I'm changing my name. Mm-hmm. Um that's a good question. Any yeah, I don't know. What did you have a question from uh, Annie ICU this week? Annie ICU is part of our live stream where she's watching in the <laughs> the other room. Oh no, just, poor Dex. Yeah, I just got a text that said Dexter exclamation point died frowny face McConkey, which is a fun documentary I would suggest for people to watch. I mean, that's like a real life skiing documentary. Um, and then her she says a comment that says the bad guy looks like Littlefinger. So, oh, yeah, I could. I could see some shades yeah, of that. Yeah, I could yeah, see that too. But no, no questions. Interesting. All right, let's hummers, bummers, and dumbers. Let's talk about dumbers. Because I, I wanted to share my dumber from earlier. Okay. Yeah, go for it. I think um, I know what it is, but yeah, let's, okay, let's well, see. Yeah, I mean, you probably know, which is that, you know, Dexter dies and Robin doesn't pre-read the yep. thing she's gonna read on air live <laughs> on for for her first time with a daytime shift. I don't know. She seems to be <laughs> like, do this. substituting in the daytime. And that she, comes through a TTY machine. It comes uh, through like a dot matrix. Like something. And she's like, I won't read it before I say it. I'm she wants a natural reaction, you know? <laughs> and then she's like literally reading that her friend died on air in front of like the Eight millions. Listeners. People, right? Yeah. And having this, ext- I'm like her, her emotions were valid, obviously, but like, pre-read just pre-read yeah the idea of like that she wouldn't scan his name when because she did look at the paper yeah she's like no i won't i won't i'll just read it cold yeah and like riteki doesn't look like a lot of other words right (laughs) like yeah dexter riteki yeah that's my dumber um Uh, go ahead well i my my dumber is maybe i don't know if you're gonna listen to your hummer phil but i know like um I also got some joy out of the ski patrol guy being like, um, TJ, you son of a bitch. But <laughs> what I didn't like and thought was dumb is like, they know each other. TJ's blowing Ugh. through, don't ski because of avalanches. Like 24 hours prior, he right. caused an avalanche that like 
hopefully the only two of them were involved in, but that can affect a whole other group of people. Like there is a reason that you don't do that. And like, if you are on the Aspen ski team or like ski instructor team working with the ski patrol and you make those ski patrol men chase you down like a would be avalanche area. It's just like, dude, like um, that whole thing, that whole thing didn't square to me. It's like the ski patrol, if they knew who he was, I don't think they would chase him. What are they going to do? Punch no. him in the face? He just like, walkie-talkie it down. You know, there he's going one direction and that's yeah. down. Or just like walkie-talkie to TJ. It's like, hey, TJ, stop. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. So it w- that whole thing was dumb to me. Yeah. Um, You know, I had on here the uh, Powder 8, but we talked about it enough, uh, how dumb it is. So I'm going to say it's the Santa suit, how it's just this grubbiest, uh, slouchy thing in the world. It looked like Dan Aykroyd from Trading Places. Oh, totally. Um, (laughs) It would just, it would not fly in Aspen. And it's dumb that they make you think that it would. Um, Yeah, good, good call. Especially the beard. It's just instantly like the parents of this would be like, uh, no, I'm not letting this, you know, vagrant in a Santa costume, yep. like take my kids. So no. Uh, what's. Oh, uh, Bridget, you're... you might've muted yourself <laughs> unknowingly. <laughs> I muted myself to say what's got you guys bummed out. Nice. Thanks. Mine, it's just going to be what I said before. The gum throw. I fucking hate that so much. (laughs) I've stepped in so much gum. Yeah. Same with like just letting your dog poop and not picking up. It's the same, just inconsiderate monsters. And that always, when I see that, bums me out. Like chunking your cigarette butt out the window. Same. It's just awful. Awful. Totally. People stop doing that. Good call. Um. My bummer is something that I haven't talked about, but like um, I had several times throughout my notes is is actually the score of this movie, um, which I was convinced that the guy that did the score also did the score of Fried Green Tomatoes because it sounds exactly the same. But like so much of the movie is that score, which is like it's kind of like this like orchestral season changing of the seasons. That's just like. even when dexter's in the bar freaking the f out it's that score and then like occasionally they'll have like a rocking ski song so like i just wish that they would have done more and probably maybe they couldn't afford songs ski songs something to i mean like when they're marching up before the avalanche it's doomsday so like they change the score to super dark and they have a couple of like rad ski songs in it but Otherwise, the score was like too slow and intense. There's not a lot of music to cling on to to think about sharing a song of this pod. Just, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm really bummed out by TJ's writing career. (laughs) Like he's terrible. He gets rejected. He tries to write this stalker feature about the lady on the radio I was like what is that even about and then he only is successful like we said because his friend died and he was like a hunk at a magazine i just i'm not buying it and i'm bummed out that that's what he's doing but he bought that hat he did Ugh. buy that hat that like your grandmother that lives in new mexico would wear <laughs> I, he also 
It's yeah, exactly. At some point he says like he's 25 years old, which he's not, but he is. And he's like, um, you know, once upon a time I tried to be a writer. Like, when were you when you were 21? Like, what are right. you talking about? You're a child. What did that look like? Yeah. Totally. Definitely bumps me out. Uh Hummers. Mine's gonna be a weird one because it just references like a time in my life in high school where me and one of my good friends, we would go to construction sites and we would collect old packets of Marlboro oh. cigarettes to awesome. get the Marlboro Miles. Um, oh, I think and I in a scene, Dexter is wearing a Marlboro Miles like he sweatshirt is. or something. And I was just like instantly brought back of just like, I mean, first it's fun to look at uh, construction sites, but also like collecting Marlboro Miles, you know, it's just, it's just janky clothes to help Sell what did you get with those cigarette miles? You could get sleeping bags. You could oh, get wow. uh, fleeces. You could get all like crazy, cool, really coolish stuff. I mean, it's yeah, it's all in the service of getting people to smoke. <laughs> Jeez, wow. um, so that's a bummer, but it still reminded that's me of that. That's a fun hummer. Yeah. Um, mine, so, you know, I already talked about how much fun I was having looking at like the old, like the K2 skis and like the ski fashion and stuff. Um, but I have to say that like, um, my Hummer is probably Dexter's worst day maybe, but like (laughs) they go for this like run in the morning through like river and stuff. And then they like go skiing in the afternoon, like when they're doing that, like rehabilitation montage. And I was like, that would literally be my favorite. I know. I know. I, I love it. Day. I was like, I love this. And with her, like, great, let's do it. When do you want to do that? Let's do that tomorrow. Are you free? Is it, are yeah. you, so that's my homework. I knew that was your favorite day. I was like, when they're running through like the ice and the snow and yes. having a brisk jog, I was like, hundred percent. I would love that. I would love it. And then they go skiing all day, like half day, it's half day running, half day skiing. I'm like, yes. So yeah, Ugh, I would just be in the hot tub the whole time. Yeah. Um, my club in that day would be fine with me too. No, but the whole time. Yeah. Um, my Hummer is uh, Robin's dog. (laughs) I like that dog a lot. It's really fluffy. It's super cute. It looks like it belongs there. It needs more screen time. I wished it like the only thing that would have made that romantic fireplace scene better is if the dog was like laying between them. Yeah. Yeah. And they were all shirtless. Including the dog. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about our outfits? I mean, we've had some doozies. Yeah, lots to choose from. Ooh, yeah. I can talk about Katie's outfit first. Because sure. it's Go ahead. Bli- it's blinding, frankly. Uh it's it's an all white outfit, an homage to the snow, I would say. Mm, mm. I noticed that you have a shirt on that outlines all of your muscular system and skeletal system <laughs> it's like that body works exhibit but it's like yes, on the side of like yes. a white shirt totally. and then what looks like it's just some cocaine powder coming out of your nose but i like that you took it into your hair um almost like a bit of a like a 17th 18th century wig of some yeah. kind um that's I just, my attempt to cover up the gray, but yeah, yeah it's really lovely. It's mm-hmm. you don't know what kind of powder it is. Um, I, I I like it. I like it a lot. Nice job. Thank you, uh, Bridget. I'll, I'll 
I'll repay the, the favor um, by describing your wonderful outfit. Um, I will sort of, I only like half of it because up top, uh, I don't know if people remember uh, TJ's sort of janky ass writer's sweater that had just like, it was like a crop top, but it also had just weird slits in it all over. Yeah. And then was also super baggy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if that was the sort of T-wig or whatever it was sweatshirt. Um, but I think it was, you put this on because your downstairs was just too impressive with, with it just being sort of skin tight neon, like that, that unique time of eighties and nineties sort of color block, color blocks. Yeah. Um, and just the, the combo makes it, you know, just not too awesome, but just awesome enough. Yeah. Um, and I commend you. Thank you. And I've been on the Nordic track. Yeah. Entire pod <laughs> to show that off. I'm glad I can sit down. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. Well, um, Phil, I hope you have the heat on there in your house because you are wearing almost an exact replica of one of what looks like one of Bryce's outfits. I don't think we talked about which is that like um uh strapless like, Jessica yeah. Rabbit style yes. <laughs> sequined top, yes. which you are now I, committed now I know the one. Uh, to, yep. which I you love. Commit to that one. Yeah. yeah, you do have to commit to that one, and who knows what's on the bottom. Um, but uh <laughs> along along with like that fun trucker hat um that Aww. just says Dex's hat, yeah. Um well, it looks like Dex's hat <laughs> and on the top, which is too soon. Um, and it says um, radio DJ wilderness first aid responder training course, yeah. mm-hmm. which apparently passed. Oh, sweet. Which is, which is obligatory for most radio DJs if ski bums are going to show up bloody at your house. So oh. <laughs> good outfits, everybody. I'm impressed yeah, that you around. Yeah. put that together. I, I will say when, um, when he, can you imagine being TJ and leaving that hat, leaving Dexter's hat in order to ski down a waterfall? What are you I doing? Know. What a jerk. It's yeah. like the most important thing in your life. Like I kept oh, imagining I was, like the, the hand sort of Indiana Jones style coming back for it and like too. grabbing it and it didn't then, happen. Sven just throws it at him like, thank God. Like, isn't that the worst part of your day losing Dexter's hat, which uh. is like, the, your most prized possession? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't get it. Mm, yeah, you'd think. All right, it's time to decide if it's for real. Katie, you should go first. I can go first. Okay, I've been thinking about this. Um, you know, not not to fully just like contrast this with another movie we reviewed, which is The Cutting Edge, but like um, th- this movie did have a lot of skiing in it. I was wondering how much it would have in it. I yeah. Mean, there was a lot of skiing in this movie. Um I, you know, whether or not someone should watch this movie is maybe a different question, but I'm going to say that this movie is for real because it has everything in this two hours. It has tons of skiing. If you want to get amped up for skiing, if you've got some straight skis and not hourglass skis, do it. It's got like the girl next door. It's got the rich girl. It's got, um, you know, uh, buddy, buddy comedy possibly romance uh it's got uh evil evil um german nemesis uh nemeses so i don't know i i thoroughly enjoyed re-watching it and i'm gonna say it's for real 
Wow. I mean, I agree with you that this movie is a hundred movies in one. Yeah. Yeah. It was a journey. Um, you know, up till the point where I wrote like this movie is too long. It needs editing. I actually was really enjoying it and I was surprised. And part of the reason is because it was less spo and more row, but I, 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 I like, we talked about the Olympics, you know, I like the downhill skiing. I enjoy that the skiing culture. I'm not like too into, but I think they made fun of it enough and kind of like, it wasn't like, Oh, this is all glamor. It was like, this is a little pretentious. Um, so I agree with you, Katie, that like, I don't know that I would say like, Hey, everybody go watch this. Do you have two hours to just like get lost in nothing? But I, there's nothing, I'm going to say it's for real too. Um, I did kind of like, I like Robin. I like the little romance there. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's for real. Uh, I, so I watched the trailer for this and I was just filled with dread. It looked awful from the trailer. (laughs) Um, and so my bar was very, very low, um, coming into it. Cause like I said, I'd never seen it. Uh, but yeah, for the first half of the movie, I was fairly enthralled, uh, just like following this around all the, the row, I guess, or the bro row, uh, that was going on. Yeah. And, a lot of bro row. I mean, it, it faltered towards the end and just, it had so much in it. But I also think my my love of soap operas um, and just it had all of that. And I even enjoyed the fact that they for the last half of the movie, they all they talked about was the powder eight. And then you thought it was going to happen and then it didn't. And then you thought it was going to happen again. I and mean, then it, didn't. it was just oh this tease throughout. And I'm blanking on the name of the, the show, but it was like um, a web series. Uh, it was like Too many on, cooks. It was too many cooks. No, I think it was like on uh, my damn channel or something like that. But it was basically this fake soap opera, and they always talked about something oh, was going to yeah. happen. With champagne toast, and it just yes. they always talked about it. And it never happened until the very last episode. It's amazing. I'll. I think I know this because you've talked about it, but uh, it's in it's, my memory. It's great. Yeah. But no, it's. Yeah, I I agree with Bridget. I wouldn't go out and say go watch this movie, but it's like it's pleasant. It'll keep you fixated. So yeah, it's it's strangely for real. <laughs> strangely for real. Strangely for real would be a good. Yeah. Um, it's it's so crazy to have a movie that like the death of the one of the two main protagonists like you could take or leave. Like yeah. it's like it didn't have to happen. It wasn't pivotal. <laughs> like it's no. such an interesting thing. But I yeah. do I do they enjoy the one that with they could have won that if he was alive. Yeah. yeah, like it, you could see a <clears throat> movie that he didn't die that would be the same movie. It's such an interesting, it happens at such a weird part of the movie. Um, what I was reading about with the director, so the director of it was, um, is it Jeffrey Eisenberg? Is that like the Disney guy you or whatever? write it down. That oh, sounds right. Wait, Eisenberg, the director of this movie? The director of this movie was his ski instructor. Um, So the director of this movie was actually like a ski bum turned, then he moved to LA. So, so it was very kind of autobiographical because I think he came from, it wasn't Detroit, but it was Patrick Hasberg. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was saying that he was kind of in love. Austrian Hasbergs. Ooh. He moved to uh, Aspen in the seventies. And he said like, this is a movie made in the nineties, but it's like about Aspen in the seventies of like, just this free for all, like come, come one, come all. 
Um, so I, I don't know. I liked, I liked that little fact too. Cause you could tell they were saying that like, they, they show it like midnight screaming screenings in Aspen and people like cheer or boo, depending on like what they get right or wrong. What's so, real. Yeah. That's mm. fun. cool. I, I would do that. Yeah, for sure. Next time I'm out there. Yeah, uh, you should look up where it's screening. Uh, I will say that little web series I was talking about is called horrible people. Okay, um, we should check it out. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Horrible People. We wish. Dot com. Dot com. Um, here's my song for the week. Let's see if you guys know is it. it. The soundtrack to Fried Green Tomatoes. Basically. Hmm. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever just because this is the song that does it end. You guys know what show that's from? No. Oh, what show it's from? Yeah. When they sang that, what show it was on? Is it like Salute My Shorts or something? No. Red and Stimpy? No. Is it? Wait, give us a clue. Is it like a modern... No, uh, let's see if you can see it on there. Is it oh, is it Howdy oh. Doody? No. No, that is that the one oh, with the lamb little lamb? Yeah, lamb chops. Puppet. Oh, lamb nice. Chops sing along. They always sing that at the end. But this movie is the movie that never ends. <laughs> and they started doing it, and then they didn't know how to stop it. And they knew they were going to end at the Super Eight Hotel, but they didn't know how to get there. I'm thinking about taking us where I'd like to go during the winter months, which is to the Caribbean next week. Cool. All right. Yeah, anyway, I, I want to watch. I think we should watch Cocktail. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. I've never um, seen it. Have you, Philip? I've seen it once, and like I said, it was the uh, one of the first two tapes I ever owned, oh. and I mm. I listened to that until it the like soundtrack. wore out the soundtrack yeah, until it wore soundtrack. out oh yeah shimmy right. shimmy shake yeah. and uh kokomo yeah kokomo. fun tie into cocktail for this film aspen extreme is when the director wanted to cast david Duchovny. um the oh god i'm gonna get this wrong but like the producers were like yeah but he doesn't that's not really like a tom cruise type and the director is like is that a bad thing <laughs> um it's kind of fun i feel like the director of this movie i'd love to have a glass of wine with i hope you guys yeah read up on scientology for next week too oh yeah be shake that's what it was interesting i can't sit still anyway good pod we should get off we've been talking for some <laughs> yeah I can't remember a time we weren't doing a podcast about Aspen Extreme. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.